Welcome to PR in Your Life, episode number two. Our podcast is designed to help 40 plus athletes live their best life. On today's episode, we'll explain what functional medicine is and talk about how it is different from conventional medicine. We are so excited that you're joining us today. Let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. So, Alex, good to be here with you again. How was your morning? It was great. Just kind of a quiet morning with the puppies and just kind of getting my day going. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like a new normal right now, you know, and I just don't quite have it dialed in yet. But um, I do this time on Sundays where I try to figure out like what my week's going to look like. And so today, my new plan for this week was I got up at 530. And then from like six to seven, I had kind of some quiet time. Like I did a little meditation. I did a little devotion. I did some self um, improvement kind of stuff that I'm working on. And then I worked out with Andy from seven to eight. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> I'm like very scheduled. I'm like seven o'clock. It's time to do the workout. Um, but we're funny. Like we do our workouts together and it's sort of together, I guess is yeah, what we I call say it. Together, but separate. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So because, you know, I realized um, working out with him, I can only do so much bench press. Push-ups, sit-ups. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Um, today I said, okay, I'll work out with you, but I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. And then we both had our AirPods in and he was listening to his podcast. I was listening to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He did his workout. I did my workout and we just kind of stayed out of each other's way in the little fitness room that we have in the basement. And then we took the dog on a walk. Yeah. So that was nice. And we took our AirPods out and actually talked to each other during that part of it. So, So that was nice. Did Zipper get one hill or two hills? He got one hill because then, um, it was time to eight o'clock. It was time to take a shower. <laughs> time to <laughs> take a shower. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So that's going to be my plan for the week. We're going to see how that is going to work, and then get a shower, get ready, and then that gave me some time to um, kind of gather my thoughts and think about what I wanted to talk about today on our podcast. And I'm excited. Like last week was kind of nerve wracking. I was like, oh, how is this going to all Nervous, work? Yes. And yeah. And today I feel kind of calmer. It's like, all right. You know, we can't keep it perfect because we're going to... We're not perfect We're to not begin perfect, with. exactly. Yes. So let's just be real and share some information and, and have some fun. So exactly. I, was, I was more excited today, less nervous than last time for sure. Yes. So yeah, I'm totally excited. So how are the puppies? Oh, they're good. They're great. We had a really fun weekend and they're exhausted from it, but I'm definitely ready to go get my fitness on this afternoon. So, <laughs> oh, you still have to do your fitness yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they like to help me. I've realized them going with me to my gym mm-hmm. um, per se is they are fascinated with all the equipment and mm-hmm. jump rope especially. Oh. So, yes. Do they ever yes. try to kind of run up and Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little girl Tate thinks that's the best thing ever. So, yeah. Yeah. Another excuse why you can't get double unders, right? A- another <laughs> consistently. <laughs> yes. Right? That and my magic rope. I, know. I haven't found it yet. <laughs> I know. It's like that fifth rope I bought my kids rope. Josie said to me, "Mom, I don't think it's the rope, you know." <laughs> but 
I got those things eventually. Yes, it, you it did. Took some You're time. a champ yeah. at double-unders. Yeah. yeah. But I, if I could just relax and breathe during them, then it would be, would yeah. be all good. Yeah. So. Ugh, one day. Yeah, yeah. And then there'll be something else to work on, right? Because there always, always. Is something else. Always. That's for sure. So. So um, you ready to kind of dive in and yeah. talk about um, functional medicine versus conventional medicine? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So um, I was thinking, you know, functional medicine, how to explain it. But first of all, let me give you a little backstory. I had never heard of functional medicine. I mean, that wasn't it wasn't like a specialty that was a choice to go into when right. I was finishing up like medical school. Like obstetrics or pediatrics right. or right. whatever. Yeah, surgery, yeah. yeah. Yep, not, not like that at all. And um, I really heard about it when a patient asked me about functional medicine. She said, what do you think about functional medicine? And I I think I was always, you know, I was very conventionally trained, but I was always rather open-minded to different things. Like I, I realized, yeah, we don't have it all figured out, right? But um, my patient, Johnny, um, asked me about this and um, she said, what do you think about it? And I said, honestly, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just real honest with her. And she said, oh my goodness, it's so interesting. You know, you should look it up. And um, I had this little notepad in my exam rooms that I would write down notes for patients when I wanted them to remember something or a book I wanted them to read or a website to check out. And so I took out that same piece of paper and I wrote down what she had suggested to me. And she said, you know, check out Mark Hyman, the Institute of Functional Medicine at the Cleveland Clinic. Check out um, Isabella Wentz. You know, she's a pharmacist who does um, thyroid disease, but from a functional approach. And I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll check that out. So I jotted it down and I brought it back to my office, I think at lunchtime. And it sat there probably for several days. But I remember one day at lunch, I had a little extra time. I thought, I'm going to just check this out. So I got on the website and, and Googled it and um, looked at the resources she told me about it. And I just was super fascinated by it. It all kind of made sense. And there were things in medicine at this point in my career that I was realizing we just did not have good mm -hmm. answers for. And I was, I, I really think if I'm honest, at the beginning of my career, when I was a brand new baby doctor, I thought, maybe I don't know the answers. You know, maybe conventional medicine has answers to these questions. You'll find them out along the way. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just inexperienced and don't know the answers yet, and I'll figure it out later. Another doctor who was more experienced yeah. or knew more would know. And But as I evolved and um, became more experienced, I realized, yeah, there just aren't answers to some of these questions like fatigue, weight mm -hmm. gain, Hormones. I mean, these are just answer. These are just problems that we don't have answers for, right? Yeah. And um, and but but I was seeing some answers from from functional medicine for these exact same problems. And so, really, what I learned from doing my research is functional medicine is more why is this happening, and conventional medicine is more what is happening. Okay, so yeah. completely different philosophy with how they approach different problems. And so really, I think one of the easiest ways to explain it would be, and I, I think we can all relate to this example, is, um, you know, when you go see the doctor, you have your list of complaints, right? So yeah. um, let's just say you are coming, you make a doctor's appointment, and maybe you have like one major reason you're making the appointment for. So maybe you have like really bad heartburn or something, but you're like, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to let her know, but my yeah. ankle's been hurting me a little bit, and I've got this weird rash on my arm that won't go away. And so conventional medicine is going to say, oh, okay, yeah, you've got heartburn, so let's put you on an acid blocker, like 
protonic, something like that. Um, you've got an ankle issue, so maybe we'll check it out a little bit. Maybe try it on a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory to decrease the inflammation. And then hydrocortisone cream, like that works great for almost every rash. So let's just throw some of that on your arm to see if we can't fix the problem. And that is very typical of what I would do as a conventional medicine doctor. And yeah. it generally worked. I mean, usually yeah. those symptoms would get better with that. Um, but of course, it's not figuring out what's yeah, why it started to begin with. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we don't even think to ask that question. We're just like, well, it just does, you know, it just happens, right? And um, likewise, say that you didn't get better. So say the things didn't work. They oftentimes did, but say they didn't. Um, you might come back and I might change the approach a little bit. I might try a different cream and a different, um, you know, there's a couple different ways to try that. But then ultimately, if it never got better, then I would send you maybe to three different specialists. Mm -hmm. So if your heartburn didn't get better, we're going to see a gastroenterologist. And if the um, if the rash didn't get better, we'll send you to a dermatologist. And if the um, ankle pain didn't get better, then maybe you'll see an orthopedic surgeon. Not necessarily for surgery, but, you know, just yeah. they're the expert in that area to see what, what they um, think. And that's not how the body works. I mean, the body is an integrated whole. It's not just a sum of its parts that work independently of one another. Right. And so functional medicine looks at like, hmm, that is really interesting that your body is presenting that way. I wonder what the heck is going on that's causing these symptoms to happen. And so it's definitely not a quick fix, but it's it's looking at fixing them because fixing those problems because let's be honest with like heartburn, if we don't know why it's happening and you just take the acid blocker, I mean you have to take that for the rest of your life. Right, right. I mean, forever. Yeah, just one more pill. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just super interesting. It's just a whole different... I mean, we never really thought about the why in, in conventional medicine. It was more just like, okay, here's the problem. Let's let's fix it. And um, just completely different different approach really with the with the um, functional medicine approach. Well, what I found was really interesting too was when we um, were talking to a friend recently mm -hmm. and he was talking about he was just having tons of problems and going and then when they tested his testosterone, mm -hmm. he was normal mm -hmm. and normal to an 80-year-old man. Mm -hmm. And, right. you know, and you were explaining that conventional versus functional labs are completely different in their ranges. Exactly. And so, yeah, so you go to the doctor and, yeah, you're great. Bye. Right. Ex yeah. that, is, that is so exactly true, too, because I think, um, you know, there's kind of conventional medicine standards and there's mm -hmm. functional medicine standards. And, um, you know, like, my physical was always no like my cholesterol normal, blood pressure normal, TSH, which is like the quote, main quote normal, right? Yeah, yeah. normal, and yeah. it's like okay, well, I don't feel that great. You know what is going? Why? Why? What's going on? If all this is normal, what's happening? And I think there's a difference between normal and optimal too, right? Right. And conventional medicine's all about the normal, and functional medicine's all about the optimal. Like I don't want to be just you know, in that bell-shaped 50% curve. Mm -hmm. Like I want to, what can I do to feel better and to be better? And we really look at that um, optimal lab markers. Like most of my patients, when I draw their blood work, you know, I do these functional medicine labs that dig deeper and look at yeah. these 
core imbalances that long before the functional med- or the conventional medicine labs will show it. But um, most of their blood work is normal, but I still treat it because I'm like, yeah, here's where it's at, but here's where it could be. And I think you're going to feel so much better if we get it to where it is. And so I kind of do this two-pronged approach where it's like, let's optimize um, your blood work, but all the while that we're doing that, let's also look deep at what's causing this and try to fix the problem so that we won't need to do these interventions to optimize the blood work. Your own body will naturally do it eventually. But it's kind of a long process. And so sometimes I think getting people feeling better with some of those um, almost quick fixes can be just really makes them feel good and keeps them motivated on and on board for all the other stuff that I want them to do. (laughs) Well, because it's so easy. And I think we expect it when we go to the doctor and that I'm going to walk out with a prescription to fix whatever it was. Yeah. And with functional medicine, you're like, we're in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. It might be a year right. before you really start to see the changes. Right. Because there's such small changes over such a period of time. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. It's it's the marathon, not the sprint mentality mm-hmm. for sure. And I used to feel like I needed to give people something. You know, we have this short little visit. I need to give them something. They came here for a reason. I need to give them yeah. a prescription when they leave. Instead you know. of go for a walk right. five times a week, 30 minutes. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know? some people just aren't going to do that. Because really, I mean, it all boils down to the lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it really, really does. The modifiable lifestyle factors. But um, it's just not that easy. Right? No. no. And if you're... Um, labs are not optimal and you're not, and you have these functional imbalances, you're not feeling well enough sometimes to really implement those lifestyle mm-hmm. changes, right? So it, yeah. it's more than just willpower. It's not like, okay, if I, I can just do this all on my own, you know, really, um, I mean, I guess maybe some people can, but I think for me, my willpower always eventually runs out yeah. and then I revert back to the old ways and stuff. But but when you dig deep and find out what's really going on in your body and these functional lab tests show problems long before um, the conventional medicine labs do, you know. Right. Exactly. So you can get it pre-existing potentially before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, Remember when we took our level one? I was just getting ready. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So this like blew my mind. Alex and I took um, level one CrossFit seminar. When was that? Couple I years? think it was 2018. Okay. April, May. Yeah. 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 And, you know, really, I think at that point, neither one of us really thought we wanted to coach CrossFit, but it was just- We were just Learning, yeah. Learning and fascinated by all the stuff that- um, That- That- um, the functional, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of along those same lines, right? And um, I just found the weekend to be super duper fascinating. And I, I will admit that I learned more about nutrition in mm-hmm. my CrossFit Level 1 class than I did in medical school. I mean, let's just say right now, like medical school, we learned nothing about nutrition. Yeah. I think like maybe I had a one or two hour class in in med school about nutrition. It was very, very, very basic. And um, it might be part of the reason doctors don't like to talk about nutrition too much because, because that's just not yeah your background yeah, yeah. we're just not trained and I, I know um, sometimes friends and different people that would come to me and say oh what should I eat and I'm like gosh you're asking the wrong person I don't know because yeah. I know nothing about that stuff at all but um, in that seminar they talked about this this um, continuum called the sickness wellness wellness yeah. continuum and um, it's kind of like picture this 
like rainbow. It kind of looks like a rainbow. And at the very left side of the rainbow is sickness. And then in the very middle of the rainbow, at the very peak of it is wellness. And then at the other end of the rainbow is fitness. And conventional medicine is like trying to get you close to that middle of the rainbow where it says wellness. And that is, you know, normal blood pressure, um, normal cholesterol, um, normal blood sugar. And when I say normal blood sugar, I'm saying like less than 100. Um, And if you're there... You're great. You're great. I mean, yeah. you know, I was. That's what they said. Yeah. You're great. Yeah. I, yeah you're great. I mean, I, I I remember going in for my physical, um, pap smear normal, mammogram normal, cholesterol normal, blood pressure normal. You're doing great. Like keep, whatever you're doing is working, keep yeah. doing it. And um, I, I, you know, I thought, gosh, like I don't feel that yeah. great, but why, you know, what, and what functional medicine does is it's trying to move the needle from like normal, like the middle of the rainbow, we want you to the opposite whole other end. So we want, we have even stricter parameters where we want that blood pressure to be, that cholesterol to be, but then we're going to even look at different labs and different indicators that are going to show up long before those other numbers even start to change. And then what I think is super cool too is being being at that fitness level, that's a hedge of protection. I was literally getting ready to say it's a hedge of protection. Yeah. So if something bad, and I really kind of think about where we all t- are today mm-hmm. with COVID and mm-hmm. how people were so fearful and, you know, that it's really attacking the older population and people with pre-existing conditions. Right. And I think about, I'm so glad that on that continuum, I'm all the way over here with fits. Exactly. Because if I get it, maybe my symptoms are going to be so minor that it's just not going to be versus someone else that has pre-existing conditions that could have been controlled with diet and exercise. They might be the guys that end up in ICU and mm-hmm. just have lots of complications. Absolutely right. Because that, like you have to digress to wellness before you yes. can move back to sickness. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so um, if you can achieve that, it's just such a protection for mm-hmm. for later on. And um, I just found that to be super duper fascinating concept. And yeah. I think at that far end, the fitness end, you not only, you know, feel better, but you're preventing chronic disease too. You know, well, and I thought it was interesting that day too when they talked about the wellness numbers were actually not the same wellness numbers that we had 20 years ago. That mm-hmm. we have readjusted that because of the obesity rates mm-hmm. that we have now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness! Yeah. So we've kind of changed those where it's not really the best wellness numbers exactly to be shooting for exactly. So. But it's like achievable. <laughs> so it's like okay, well. Yeah. We're going to have to just stick with that because that's where we can get, get yeah. it to. And, um, you know, it's – it's. I, I was reading – I'm reading this book right now. Um, it's called ah, Lifespan, Why We Age and What If We Don't Have To. Okay. Sinclair, I think, is the author of it. And it's it's pretty deep. I mean, it's a pretty complicated book. Um, but he talks about um, conventional medicine as being whack-a-mole medicine. It's like <laughs> – one problem comes up and we just smack it down, you know. Yeah. But when you're really aggressively trying to treat that one problem but not addressing the body as a whole, what what happens after a little while? Another problem pops up and then you yeah. go after that one and then another problem. And, um, you know, that that is pretty much how yeah. we do it in, in medicine. Um, 
And it's just, it's just fascinating. It really is. Um, I mean, it's just the way, the way it, it works and the way yeah. that it's, it's been done. But really, it can be done, I think, so much better if we step back and take a look at the root cause and the problems. And, and what I've learned, and we're going to delve into this in, in future episodes for sure, but the body kind of breaks down in, in a predictable fashion. And um, really, the first thing that kind of goes is the adrenal glands because we're under this chronic stress. You know, I do think maybe the one good thing about COVID right now is we're all forced to slow down a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, because we live in this just fast-paced world where there's just right. so much on our plates at all times. And right now that's just been taken away from us. And so I do think that might be a, a good thing. Um, but the adrenals kind of break down and then we all have this bacteria that live in our gut. And then once the um, immune response is broken down from the adrenal glands breaking down, these gut bug infections become a bigger deal. And then they create all this toxicity, which causes the liver to be overwhelmed. And then that liver toxicity impacts other other parts of the body too. And it's just this very... Um, predictable manner actually as to what happens and all of this is taking place when your physical is normal right and it's it's why people don't feel good and it's why they aren't they're at the wellness maybe but they're not at that Mm -hmm. optimal wellness and when we peel back the layers and start to figure that out instead of putting band-aids on the problem whacking the moles we start digging deep and figuring out what's what's the core problem here start fixing it that's where true health happens. That's where we switch from healthcare to sick care, right? Exactly. So I guess one of the tips for today is turn the news off, mm-hmm. except for two o'clock with Dwine. Yes, exactly. Get off social media, unless it's kittens and puppies. Mm-hmm. Get all of that excess stress out of your life. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I know, because that's one of the keys. I mean, that's partly mm-hmm. why I did my little meditation this morning, yeah. is it's trying to teach my body that like, yep, everything's good. Calm, I'm not in good. danger. Yeah. You know, it's it's all good. That fight or flight, we're such an acute stress right now mm-hmm. that really coming up with those ways to, like you said, to realize I'm okay. Mm-hmm. This is okay. Right. So. It feels like we have mm-hmm. no control and we don't, but, um, but we're, you know, we're okay. I've got my you know, the things that are most important to me right now are, right. are at my house, you know. Exactly. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's healthy and everybody's good. And yeah. even um, though you might need a break. Yes, yes, <laughs> we need breaks. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. But so. really in the big picture, it's good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And remembering that. So um, talk to me a little bit about what what's a functional health coach? Like, I think I hopefully explain what kind of what I do as a functional medicine doctor, but but what's a functional health coach do? So basically a functional health coach in a nutshell is I'm not here to tell people what to do. Instead, I'm here to listen, reflect, um, ask powerful questions, um, just to help you find the motivation within yourself. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, as your clients, our clients are, mm-hmm. are going through the protocol, go through the program, really help them accept what we're doing, um, whatever strategies I can help them with to make those kind of changes. I'm mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So it's really a lot of that stuff. It's about empowering the client 100%. And I know um, change is always really hard. So I'm here to help you know work through those changes small ones at a time, you know, working with you on what's the biggest thing you want your client to change. Mm -hmm. And if that's, they can only handle one thing, then that's what we do. So it's just really kind of being that liaison between you and them, um, being that mentor, being the educator, just whatever role they need me to be 
So it's there. not like that one size fits all approach. Like people, no. I think one of the most common questions I get for people from people asking me about my practice and what I do, they're like, are you going to make me eat really weird things and drink really weird things? <laughs> we don't even do that. I know, exactly. <laughs> I hate green smoothies. Yes. Sorry, anybody that I does. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no. I mean, actually, we just kind of meet you where you're yeah. at. And then we decide what kind of small steps can we take because – Really, I think this whole journey, it's its a lifestyle. It's not mm-hmm. a diet and it's not like right. a – so I want to have – I want to create healthy lifestyle habits that I can live for the rest of my that life. That are sustainable. Yeah, exactly. And, and you want your clients to, through the small changes, really feel those changes mm-hmm. and realize, wow, mm-hmm. you know, these little modifications that I'm doing are just amazing. Mm-hmm. So – yeah. So, um, and you know, I, I think first of all, let me say this: there's so much excitement at the beginning, right? It's like, okay, when anything, whenever we start something new, it's so exciting. Like, oh, I'm gonna train for this marathon. Yes, I'm so excited. You know, I've got my plan, and it's all. And then, like, the hard work sits in, and it gets to be a little less exciting. And that's yeah. where it gets really, really hard. And I think that is. And I see this with my clients sometimes, like when they first start on board, they're like, yay, you know, we're going to find yeah. some answers and we're going to fix this. And then as time goes on, it's like, okay, like, yeah, I'm seeing some benefits, but it isn't quite as easy as I thought it was going to be. And the excitement's wearing off. And I think this is where you can really, really, really help them, like keep yeah. them motivated. Like, okay, what's going on? You know, what small yeah. steps can we make to kind of keep right. moving the needle forward? Exactly. You know, I'm there to really, I guess, look at those blocks that you mm-hmm. have in your life, whether it be, um, you know, meal prepping or schedules or family or just any of those kinds of things that I can help you overcome those lifestyle blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also see what changes you're comfortable, what worked in the past and Mm -hmm. what didn't work in the past. Because I think a lot of times we tend to go back to the same things because it's comfortable, Mm -hmm. but you're like, how's that working for you? Mm -hmm. And to kind of, you know, work over those small little things. So you just don't realize, I mean, I'm going to throw my husband under the bus. He just had um, food allergy testing done. Okay. And so, you know, some of the really big things for him were like, um, wheat, gluten, okay. um, things that he absolutely loves. And I was giving him a hard time because he's just had this horrible cold. And I said, well, you know, your gut is mm-hmm. having a really hard time fighting off this cold because it's so busy fighting itself mm-hmm. and trying to take care of what's going on. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, I'm just, you know. I know. And but, he, he doesn't want to take it from you, does he? Like, no. I if it prob- comes from you, yeah, yeah exactly. listen. The same yeah. thing. Like, I could tell you to tell Andy <laughs> what to do, and he's probably going to listen more than he tells me. Because I, yeah. re- I remember one time, oh, my gosh. This is so funny. This is a long time ago, but I was in residency, I think, and we, a bunch of us, had gone out out um, in the for the evening for some reason, and Andy was complaining to one of my friends who was like a doctor just like I was. We were still in training, and he was complaining about like his chronic sinus problems that he has, and she says to him. Well, you should take like Nasonex every day. You know, that will really help open up your sinuses and clean up your allergies and your sinuses will be better. And um, on the way home, he's telling me what she had told him. And he's like, she is the smartest doctor I've ever met. He's like, that 
was a really great advice. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, dude. I told I t- you the same thing. <laughs> I told you that same thing a million times and you've never like listened. But I think it's just so hard to yeah. listen to your spouse because you're like, whatever, you know. Um, well, and I think that's the other thing too. Um, as the role of a health coach, I am here to be non-judgmental, mm-hmm. non-biased. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to tell you what worked for me because my body literally is completely different than your body. Mm-hmm. And your health story is different than mine. So it's truly just helping you walk through that process mm-hmm. and to really figure out what works for you best. And and I, I think that's a lot of, you know, I'm just leaving all of my whatever at the door and I'm 100%, what are we going to do mm-hmm. for this to work for you? Yeah. Instead of like, this is what works for me. So do this right. and follow this protocol. Yes. Like here, I'm going to write it all out for you and you do it. So, so let's just say, okay, let's say I'm the patient and... Um, I've I've seen the functional health doctor and they've said, okay, like, I want you to start with, um, you know, kind of a gluten-free, dairy-free, let's let's limit the sugar and let's limit the flour basically in your diet and kind of start with that. And then I come to you and I'm like, okay, like, I have no idea what to do. Like, how yeah. am I going to make this work in my life? This is what they want me to do. I, you know, I'm just not sure how I can implement this. My life is super duper busy. I don't really like to cook that much. Um, what are you going to like? Kind of walk me through what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about. Basically, it would kind of be a couple different steps. First, I would be like, what are you ready to change? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to do both of those at the same time? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to just do one at the same time? What can you handle? And how much of that can you handle? It might be, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not ready to give up all of this at once. It might be three days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut out certain items. And then maybe next week, it might be four days. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll also work with, you know, um, what meal prepping might look like. You know, we can sit down and say, okay, how many meals do you eat at home? How Mm -hmm. many do you eat out? What does that look like when you eat out? Are you prepared? You know, what little things can we do, you know, instead of going through McDonald's at lunch because you don't have things, can you have things in your car? Can you have things at your office? Mm -hmm. You know, to really just kind of protect yourself from making some of those really bad choices. So just really kind of helping a lot of that lifestyle things, um, you know, help you with any kind of educational resources of what types of foods, you know, you might be suggesting that they're on. Mm -hmm. And to kind of realize it's not like, what am I losing? But there's so many other options and so many great recipes that are pretty simple to really realize, you know what, giving up sugar and gluten and all that stuff isn't really the end of the world. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really wonderful replacements that honestly, I mean, to me are almost almost as good as Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. and that you can still have that once in a while. It's not, you know, an all or nothing scenario. Sure. So absolutely. So yeah, but I don't like Brussels sprouts, Alex. <laughs> well, do you know, what are the other, you know, maybe 10 vegetables mm-hmm. you do like. So it's really going through that of, I like to to do that, to sit down and say, you know, give me a list of what you don't like, and then give me a list of what you do like. Mm-hmm. And then what's, you know, then kind of really design all the meals and recipes around that. I'm never going to tell you what to eat, but I'll give you all those suggestions yeah. of what you can. I, I looked at the health um, questionnaire that you created and it's it's really good. I mean, it, you know, you she breaks it down and you're like, okay, you know, you know, what do you like to eat? What do you not like to eat? Um, do you like to cook? Do you not like to cook? What's your day look like? You know, yeah. all of those things because that is, 
you know, for somebody who, you know, I'm thinking of one of my patients who is like super duper busy on the go, mm-hmm. never knows when she's going to get lunch. Um, you know, she can't maybe do the same thing that you yeah. or I can do that have a little bit more flexibility in our schedule. Um, and so we take that yeah. all into consideration and try to figure out what's going to work and and customize yeah. it. You know, and them. it might be something as simple as, you know, I know for me, you know, that's what I'll ask, you know, do you have a microwave? Do you have a refrigerator? Mm-hmm. Do you have different things? And so that way I'm like, you know, I know for me, I always have some tuna packets, some cauliflower rice that's ready to go, some mm-hmm. peanut butter, some rice cakes. I mean, I just always have the staples that are there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that excuse of, oh, I'll just run so, you know, it's just one time. Well, that one time might turn into three, four times that week. Exactly. And it adds up. So it really does. It yeah. really does. Yeah. I think planning ahead of time helps me so, so much. I notice when I really blow it is when my blood sugar gets low. Yeah. When you've you know? let it, yeah. When you're not prepared. Yeah. But yes. I'm working right now. I'm kind of cutting the sugar out of my diet right now. And um, again, <laughs> You know what? And, and I'm going to say the same thing to you that I tell, you know, we get into that, my cup is half empty. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had a bad Friday night. Mm-hmm. How many meals is that out of all the rest yeah. of the meals that you had the whole week? That is so true. You yeah. know, you had 30 meals and one or two are bad. Good for you. Yeah, right. You know? Let's I look mean, at how many were good yes, instead of how many are bad. Let's look at how much nutrition you actually did give your body. Yeah. Your gut is saying thank you so much. Yeah, that is so, that's a good point. I tend to be like we do. I, I tend to be that way with other people, but with myself, I'm like, oh, I'm I know. Gosh, I messed up that one time. But but what I've noticed right now is I haven't had sugar in like I don't know. I mean, it's been a good seven or ten days that I've good had for any you. sugar. Wow. And I am becoming fat adapted, I can tell. Like I am, I haven't eaten yet this morning and I just feel kind of hungry. Or not, not yeah. hungry. I mean, I don't feel hungry. Yeah. I mean, you'd think I would feel hungry. But um, yeah, so it's it's once you get off that sugar roller coaster, yeah. it is easier. But it's trying to find that balance too because- With lifestyles and know, kids and everything else. Right. And I don't, I, I've been that extreme person where it's like, I'm not eating any of this stuff ever, you know? Ever. And- Oh my gosh, yeah. I remember this one time I was doing this no sugar kick and I was really, really super strict. And we went to Salina for the weekend and we went to visit my dad. And um, Madeline was his, you know, should have been my stepmom. She was my, his longtime girlfriend. And she had been to the store getting some stuff for us to have, you know, with the kids and everything to have yeah. over there. And she's really like super... Um, just sweet like that, always thinking about other yeah. people and what can what can we get that they were gonna love. And she found big red. That oh my I love big red. <laughs> that Do you remember that? Yeah, pop? big like, red and fago. It's yes. kind of hard to find. Yes. You don't see big it very often. Hard, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I I loved that when I was a kid. And she well, now like, I know what to get for your birthday. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> one time it. a year. Well, I'll get you one can and a cinnamon roll. Okay. Yes. Yes. That would be good. Um, but I was like, gosh. And I remember thinking, like, I don't want to not drink it because that would be rude. But yet I don't want to drink it because I'm on this very strict no sugar kick. Yeah. But then I decided, you know what? That's just dumb. I'm gonna drink it. And yeah. I did. And it because it was so thoughtful of her to get yeah. me that. And then um, you know, so trying to find that balance is key. But the hard part for me is sometimes, and this is not the way it was when I was younger. I, I remember I used to buy this, we had this candy dish in our house and I would fill it up with M&Ms and Andy would be like, quit buying the M&Ms. Yeah. And you're like, why? Well, and I would literally you're like, I eat one. I, I would do that. Yeah. 
I would eat like just a little, like three or four. The whole day. Yeah, done. And he would like be like, oh my gosh, if it's here, I'm going to eat it. And he would just, you know, handfuls and hail it all. And, but now that, that's gone for me. Yeah. I I no longer can have three or four M&Ms. Well, I'm going to give you permission. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) To tell the story of when we were just on vacation. Yes. And I was waiting for cookies. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Oh, good. I can tell this story. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Because I'm the same way. I, I'm either all or none. Yes. And once I start, oh I'm like, gosh. I'm just going for it. Oh my so. gosh. Okay. <laughs> this is a great story. So we're on vacation and we, um, Alex has eaten clean. Like I'm kind of impressed because I, Andy and I, and you, we yeah. all did this like 10 day cleanse before vacation. And, um, you know, we were like feeling really yeah. good, but Andy and I had decided ahead of time. We're like, we're going, we're all Gloves in. are off. Yes. yes. It's vacation. It's all inclusive. We're eating, we're drinking. Yeah. We are like, we are not. And Alex, um, was eating very clean for the most part. Like she so brought she, my own syrup. She yes. did. She, <laughs> my kids were teasing her. Like she had her purse every day at breakfast. She's got her pancakes, pulls out her sugar-free syrup and puts it on it. And my kids were like, what's wrong with her? I've got my monk fruit syrup. Oh, Leave me alone. My yes. Goodness. Yeah. And so, but she did decide like, she loves ice cream. So she oh, yeah. was like, we're going to, we had, there was a little ice cream parlor there and she was going to have some ice cream. I think pretty much most every night we had the yeah. ice cream, right? Yeah. Well, the place also had cookies. Oh, yes. And um, so we were having the ice cream and we we're having the cookies. And Alex was like, I think the first night you had seven of them. Is that right? Were you counting? Yeah. <laughs> I try not to count. I try not to think about it. I think Josie and Ainsley were counting. Oh, my gosh. But then there was another day that we went to get the ice cream, and the cookies were gone. Well, I mean, except I for the oh, raisin no ones, which gross. Who wants yeah. those anyways? And you were like, you went in and asked, I think, for the cookies, right? You mm-hmm. asked the people that were like, please, where, where are, the are the cookies? And so my kids and I are outside on the picnic table eating our ice cream, and like Alex is gone forever. <laughs> And Josie finally gets up to go find her, and she's like, she comes back, and she's just crying, laughing. I mean, she's like, Alex is sitting there guarding the cookies. I was. I was first in line. No one else is going to get those cookies before me. She was like, I am not letting anybody else in in the line here. And then you came back with this huge, like... (laughs) pile of cookies. And I shared them. You did. I did. You did. But you made sure you had plenty of cookies. Yes, too. I did. But I don't know what, why that filter goes away because I used to have it, you know, but I don't anymore. Well, maybe it's, and we can kind of get into this too, about the gut, you mm-hmm. know, of the bacteria that certain bacteria crave that sugar. That is so and true. And the more we feed those stupid little guys, the, mm-hmm. the more they're in control. So it's... Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And that that is interesting because I used to just think it was all pure willpower. Right. And, um, you know, I used to just not have much grace for myself. And then for people too, I'd be like, just don't eat it, you know, but it is much, much more complicated than that. And and that is what, that's the stuff that we dig into and find in functional medicine right. testing is, is finding the gut, gut bacteria and figuring that out. And then, you know, sometimes too, it's not just calories in versus calories out because if your metabolism is working perfectly, yeah, that's great. But oftentimes, as we get older, 
your body shifts to this like suboptimal suboptimal metabolism, and there's a reason for it, and that's some of what we uncover in our functional testing too. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but also I had this conversation lately. The same thing too that you know it's not calories in, calories out. Every calorie is not created equal, mm-hmm. and it's different as well. Of say you have a leaky gut, your body is not absorbing the same amount of calories. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really, so the whole sometimes tracking calories isn't really the best way because you really don't know what your body's taking in. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, and there's so much that goes into it. Well, and then also when you're in that suboptimal metabolism, you know, you food is fuel. Right. And so if your body is metabolizing that not creating the right amount of energy. So for instance, in optimal metabolism, you eat a molecule of glucose and you get 36 units of energy from that one molecule of glucose. Okay. So that's ATP. So that's energy. If you're in a suboptimal metabolism, it's like, it's actually a net negative. Like you eat a molecule of glucose and you lose two units of energy. And so you are hungry because your body needs and if you're not fat adapted, like if you're fat adapted, your body, it's like it can kind of dine in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I can yeah. just eat some of my own fat here. But if you're not fat adapted, um, then it's like I need energy. I need food. And mm-hmm. and your body is asking for it to have the energy to live your life and do what you want to do. Right. And so we really want to get you shifted back to that back optimal to, metabolism yeah. where you get all that energy from, from the food and then you – then you don't feel like you have to eat all the time because it's yeah. when you're needing the energy, your body's telling you to eat it. Yeah. Your body's main goal in life is to survive. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and some of these mechanisms that we are trying so hard to um, fight are pure survival instincts. And, and that's why the willpower only works for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. really, really hard to, to willpower it through. The gut is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Our second brain. It is. It is yeah. super. And we just, here's what I'm learning is I, I've learned so much about the gut and how to manipulate that and get that working in our favor instead of against us. But I think we just only, even in science in general, only know what's happening. Just tapping the surface of what there is to know about that. Well, it's kind of like the, the, you know, some of the stuff that we've read, they kind of joke about, are we just a host mm-hmm. for our gut mm-hmm. bacteria? I mean, it's kind of like, wow, you know, that so much comes from our gut, anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. happiness, besides mm-hmm. just, you know, where our food goes through. Yeah. There's... Your immune system, like 60, Everything. 60 yeah. to 80% of your immune system it's comes your from your gut. Yeah. yeah. And it's just crazy. And there, there is actually, you know, you think about your DNA, like, oh, my genes that my parents gave me, right? Um, there's more DNA in the bacteria that live in your gut than there is in your genetic makeup that you got from your parents. Yeah. And so manipulating who lives there is super yeah. duper important. Well, and I know that we talked about Amina the last time, but she was the first person... Mm. A couple years ago, I remember she wasn't feeling very good. And mm-hmm. I think you offered her an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. I and did. she's like, no, <laughs> yeah. I am not. That is horrible, my gut. And I right. remember thinking, really? Right. Okay, just take it because you'll feel better. And guess what? She was just fine. And yeah. she's like, you have no idea how bad antibiotics are for your gut and mm-hmm. just how long it takes to recover from that. Yes. And now I'm like, Wow. I know. I, I remember thinking that I was just like, seriously, like a yeah. Z-pack? Like it will just solve your problem and you'll be on. Yeah. But um, but she was right. I mean, that was, was when I was on. very yes. first learning functional medicine too. And 
now, you know, like I, yeah, the antibiotic that kills off your good gut bacteria that yeah. you're, that you, that are working for you. Yeah. And I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. You have some. You have some. But yeah, there's this one bacteria yeah. called um, Acromantia mucinophilia. And it is one of the bacteria that is associated with longevity. And so um, we measure that in the stool test and see how much of that people have. And and it's it's only one factor, but they, they looked at the blue zones, the areas yeah. of the world where people live I want to have be. that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So we need to, you know, first of all, you got to kill off all the bad stuff. Then you kind of start replacing the good guys. And I used to think too, people would ask me about probiotics and say, you know, should I take them? And I'd be like, yeah. It's a good thing to take. Or like maybe when you take an antibiotic, you take a yeah. probiotic afterwards. And I thought, but once you replenish the good guys, then they should stick. But it's kind of a constant ongoing war. Like there's the bad guys versus the good guys and they're yeah. fighting each other. And um, the probiotics, you know, you really want to take them pretty long term because once you – it's just kind of like – it'd be kind of like the army just sort, sort of sends half their fleet home because they're like, yeah, we're good, you know, yeah. and, and, and um, isn't the- on their – on their um, A game, basically, then right. the bad ones will just kind of swoop back in and and take over, and so so that is super important to keep those guys where yeah. they're where they're supposed to be. But we'll talk all about that yes. in detail in an, in an upcoming podcast. Um, yeah, what's what's up for next week? Um, next week we start to get into the adrenals. Yeah. I am excited because there's just so much with the adrenals. Yes. yes. I love talking about the adrenals and fixing the adrenals because mm-hmm. adrenals make fixing the adrenals make people feel better. Yeah. You know, they start to just their energy starts to come back. It starts to begin be the beginning of balancing their hormones. And um they just start to really, really feel better, and it kind of helps to get their immune system um, all tuned up too. I've told my patients right now, I'm like, okay, you know, we've got this thing. If you know your right. immune systems are are primed up, we're fixing your immune system. So if you do get the virus, you're going to fight this thing. But mm-hmm. but we'll delve into that all next yeah. week. So before we close today, let me ask you <laughs> one question. Oh, I think boy. I know the answer, but hmm. if you had to live the rest of your life and you could only have one treat, like you could pick it now and you can have that treat whenever you're going to have a treat, like as far as a sweet treat, but you can never, but. but Is it a freebie? Does it not calorie count? Yeah. It's that freebie. would be awesome. Yeah. But it's the only thing you can ever have. Like you can't have any other. For the rest of my life, rest this of your would life. be my one treat. Anything which is awful because peanut butter is one of my allergies mm. that really hits my gut. But I love anything chocolate and peanut butter. Mm. Specifically, when I'm really going all out, I'll go to Young's mm-hmm. and get their Buckeye Sunday. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That would be your die for thing, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm a sweets person. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So something like that would be yeah. – I'd be okay for the rest of my life having that. Yeah. What about you? I'm like – I'm not a peanut butter person. I do not like – I don't like peanut butter. Right. But I do kind of like it in like Reese's Cups. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, when you add the sugar to it, it tastes it's, pretty it's good. It's a different, well, it's a different taste. It is. Yeah. But I don't like like, I mean, Andy and yeah, Ainsley. Straight up. Oh my gosh. They like spoonfuls of oh, peanut I butter. Oh, I could. I mean, chunky peanut butter. Not, not regular. Me. Mine's chunky. Yeah. None of that doesn't bother me. I, I like, oh gosh. Um, I really love pie, like fruit pie. Is yeah. I love like peach pie is my very, very favorite thing. But I really love cake too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Which like, kind of cake? I would say like chocolate cake uh, with like a 
white buttercreamy oh, frosting. Oh, any kind of buttercream. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, I've kind of been hankering for that lately. That sounds really, really good. I think I'd have to – I love pie, but I think I'd maybe have to go with the cake, chocolate cake with white icing. With a really cupcakes. good – For some reason in a cupcake variety, it seems to taste even better, I think. Really? Yeah. See, I'm not a cupcake person. Mm. And I don't know why. It could come from the exactly same batter, same icing. Mm. Maybe it's because I want bigger pieces. Mm. So yeah. – yeah, yeah. I one little just like just like the M and M's one piece doesn't do me any good. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. I, I can have like... one little bitty mini cupcake. No, and I'm yeah. good. Give yeah. me six. I'll be good with six. <laughs> six right now, then six later. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this this was fun. I mean, yes. so um, let us know what questions you have. Um, um, you know, there will be a, a blog post underneath our episode. So chime in and let us know what. What your take takes takeaways were? Um, our takeaway basically is, you know, it's think of um, your health kind of as a your a bucket, and there's there's holes in the bucket that we need to fill, right? We, we need to figure out what those are, mm-hmm. and we need to identify them and fix them. And I think in some ways the conventional medicine approach is just keep pouring the water into the yeah. bucket, and with functional medicine we're trying to kind of find yeah. the core imbalances and fix them so that you can have ultimate like my goal as a functional medicine doctor is to make my patients not need me. Exactly. They're <laughs> done know? with you. They're done. Like, yeah. I'm gonna make them healthy and then they're not gonna need me anymore. Right. And there's plenty of people who need the help. So um so I'm I'm that that's that's my goal is to fix them yeah. so that they don't need to see they the doctor. They don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. anymore. And they won't be back to you for other things in the future. And mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not as easy as it sounds, but it is doable. And that is the ultimate goal yeah. um, with the functional medicine approach. So definitely. Yeah. So join us next week. We'll be talking about the adrenals and um, have a great, great day, yeah. guys. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.